Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. E chiming in from Texas. Happy Saturday, early afternoon. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. It's good to be back. Hallelujah. I pray everyone has been staying healthy and well. <clears throat> um, the weather changed here, and of course you know what it does to people who are asthmatic. And so I had to get myself together, y'all. Amen. And it's also still been a very emotionally up and down time with all the family loss in my family. And uh, one of those being my my dad and my grandmother. And so it's just been hard. But I thank my Lord Jesus Christ because he is who he says he is. He said, I'm your comforter. I'm your strength. I'm your peace. I'm your refuge. I'm your deliverer. He said, I am your present help in the time of trouble. And I will deliver you out of all of your distresses. Amen. And then I just keep looking at and reminding myself I have this... Um, this wall decor, it's of a male lion, which is the reference to the lion of the tribe of Judah. And it has one of my favorite scriptures on it. And it's a black background with big, bold writing. And it says, fear not, for I am with you. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. I want you to hear that. And I want you to get that in your spirit. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care the pain. I don't care, you know, the hopelessness or despair that you feel because we are still always victorious in and through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And so fear not for I am the great I am that I am that he told Moses. He said, you tell him that I am sent you. He said, fear not for I am that same I am. That spoke to Moses in the burning bushes telling you and me today, fear not for I am with you. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And it also says um, in Isaiah 40, 41 also where he says that fear not, I am with you and that I uphold you with the righteousness of my right hand. And Jesus said in the in the gospel of John, I believe it's chapter in the chapters where he's doing the whole big old monologue of prayer, it starts at 14, 15, 16, and 17, where he says, those whom the father has given me, I have not lost one of them. They are in the father's hand and they cannot be plucked away. So if he is holding us in his righteous right hand and we cannot be plucked away, Nothing is ever going to overtake you. Nothing is ever going to destroy you or devour you or me because we are children of the most high God. Through our faith and relationship, through whom he sent the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us to be born, to die and to take all of our sickness, our disease and our sin with him on the cross and in the grave and was resurrected with all power and complete incorruption. And now he sits at the right hand of the father, making intercession for those of us who are his. 
So I want you to fear not, for I am with you. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, okay? Amen. And so I just pray that that encourages you. And and I'm just doing my devotional time. I do it every day. And um, hadn't been able to breathe really good, and I was coughing a lot. So I may cough sometimes. So please give me some grace. Give your girl some grace. All right. And, um, but you know what? God is good because even though I coughed a lot, I thanked him for my breath. Amen. And so that's just what we got to do sometimes as, as soldiers in the army of the Lord, you got to press your way through. You got to press your way through. You cannot get stuck. You cannot get, I know we get battle fatigue and he does give us respite, but we can't just check out. You can't just stop. You can't definitely don't turn around. Because we are always on the battlefield. There's always spiritual warfare because we're in a world where both realms exist. Though we can't see them, it's like the Matrix. Remember that movie? That was one of my favorite sci-fi movies. The first one was probably the best one ever. And um, when he took the pill and he realized that everything was a sham, right? It was It was fake. And so, and so the agents really represent the demonic realm of how they had um, deceived people and caused them to think that they, you know, were born and that they had this wonderful life and um, that the food they ate was real and just all that sort of stuff. And it turned out to be really phony once they unplugged, right? And so the same is for believers. Once we have unplugged from the world systems, which is such a wonderful analogy. That's why I love that movie. Um, now that I look at it from a biblical Christian perspective and of the evil darkness and then light and redemption perspective, you can see the symbolism of it. And so once we as believers took Jesus as Lord and Savior and denounced our sin and repented of our sin and confessed our sin, we were forgiven, right? And now we're sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. We're covered. Halloween, we have the seal of the Holy Ghost until the second coming. And and so now we're unplugged and we're able to see and feel and discern and know and hear the truth, the lie, see the darkness. And when we come with the light of Christ, how it dispels the darkness, right? Because it illuminates. Hallelujah. And so understand that that's always going to be and how the agents and once Neo unplugged, remember, he was always an enemy of the agents because he knew the truth. And so we're Morpheus and all of them. And so the same is for us as believers, because we know the truth and we have been set free by the truth because the truth shall make you free, right? Whom the son sets free also is free indeed, but we are, we believe the truth. And so the scales have been removed from our eyes and we've been unplugged from the world systems of deception and deceit and trickery and smoking mirrors. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Hallelujah. This is going to help somebody and break you free today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so you are always going to have warfare, as am I, always. It may not be on a huge magnitude one day and then one day it might be. Right. And <clears throat> I remember I was in a season early, early on when I got saved and it was very hard because 
It was a season of me having to be delivered spiritually of several um, strongholds and, and demonic chiefs. And um, because what we partake of when, when we're ignorant and unsaved, right, it does create strongholds and um, and those things have to be cast out. And so it was a really hard season. And um, I'd come out of one and have a few months break. God would give me and then it'd be another season of deliverance and warfare and and purging on the altar and travailing and all of that. And so just know that God is with you. And if and I love this one. He said, if God be for you, who can be against you? And that answer is nothing and nobody. Amen. And that's Romans chapter eight. Amen. If you want a if you want to read a text today that is so in your face about the Christian journey, I challenge you today for the one chapter that you need to study, Romans chapter 8. Get in it, sit down, get the New Living Translation, get um, in the English Standard Translation, um, get the earlier edition of the NIV, the one that was before 2000 and. 12, I think, is when they changed it. So get the 2010. And I'm telling you, you will have the word of God so alive in your face. You will be going away going, oh, Jesus. Okay. I got it. You should feel convicted. You should feel encouraged. You should feel inspired. You should feel insignificant. Like we should feel all of the gamut. But the biggest thing that we should feel after all of that is his love to come higher and deeper in him. Amen. All right. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Father God, I just love you and I thank you and I praise you. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you all the praise. I thank you for another day to experience your grace, your love, and your many tender mercies, Daddy God, which are new to me today. Thank you so much for peaceful rest and sleep and dreams. Thank you, Daddy God, for your healing process. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for um, walking me through this valley of tears. And I thank you because I know that you are with me and I know that you are with us because I know I'm not the only person that's in a place of loss and grief. I know I'm not the only one that's in the valley of tears. So, Father God, I'm asking that you comfort them. I'm asking that you surround them in your love and overshadow them with your presence because that's how we make it out. That's how we make it through is because of you. Amen. And being with you and you with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Daddy God, so much. Hallelujah. Speak, Father God, to your servant is listening. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Speak, Lord. Hallelujah. And I give you this time. Hallelujah. And thy will be done in thy kingdom come, Daddy God, greater in me and through me. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So this is one of my scripture devotionals, and it's a bountiful blessings. <clears throat> Excuse me, a bouquet of beautiful blessings to warm your heart. And I'm not sure where I stop because I don't use this one every day. You guys, I have a I have a, a little book table. And now I probably have like 15 to 18 devotionals on there that I go in and out in between. 
And so even though you have the, you know, the book tags, I'm like, oh, Lord, what page am I? Where did I stop? Which page did I do? Um, but since this is the Sermon on the Mount, I'm going to start with this one. And, um, and it reads, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Matthew chapter five, verse 16. I know that's right. And then I'm going to read one more scripture from a bouquet of beautiful blessings to warm your heart. And it reads, salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Psalm chapter three, verse eight. I know that's right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Daddy God, in Jesus name. Glory to God. Okay, can you guys believe we are really literally now halfway through this month? We are on today is January. No, we're actually more than halfway because yesterday was the 15th. Today's the 16th, correct? Yes, this is Saturday the 16th. Wow. This month is flying by too. And um, I didn't use, this is my grace for each moment. I did not use this one yesterday. And so I have the 15th and the 16th. These, this is actually one of my favorite ones also. And yesterday was entitled, Reach Your Goals. Reach Your Goals. And the scripture reads, Walk in His ways and keep His decrees and commands, His laws and requirements, so that you may prosper in all you do. 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 3. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like that scripture. That's beautiful. Walk in his ways and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and requirements, so that you may prosper in all you do. Again, that was 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 3. And the devotion reads, Few people can honestly say that success means nothing to them. For those who have a passionate desire to succeed, failure can be a bitter pill to swallow. Many people lose confidence and even give up because they fear that they will never obtain success. It is important to accept the fact that it is impossible to be successful through your own abilities. Amen, somebody. I learned that and I continue to learn that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You need Jesus Christ's guidance and support to help you make the right decisions. If the living Christ is your partner in life, then you can rest assured that everything you do will bring a deep and lasting sense of fulfillment. <clears throat> Thank you. Excuse me. It says, Holy Spirit, please help me to stay on course and to achieve success in all that you have called me to do. Did you hear that? All that he has called me to do. All that you, Lord Jesus, have called me to do. The greatest success that we will have that I learned, and I hear you, Holy Ghost, right now. The greatest success that we will have is by turning over our desires, our will, our plans, and our goals to the Father. Because if we relinquish our goals and accept and receive his goals, that is when true success and fulfillment will be achieved and obtained. 
and only that. Because see, success is a smoking mirror. Success is seasonal. Success is monetary. Success is um, for a moment. You have success and then all of a sudden that feeling of success has waned, has disappeared. And now you're on this drive again to achieve it. Right. And so because what happens many times, excuse me, many times I'm losing my voice. Hold on. Coughing. Sorry about that. Because see what happens many times is people look at this very unrealistic measurement for success. And when they don't achieve it, they do. The bottom has fallen out and they feel like a failure. They feel unsuccessful. And so what we need to understand, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are no longer your own. You and I have been bought with a price. Our lives now belong to him, to the glory of the Father. And scripture says that he gives us the desires of our heart. That is if we trust and believe in him. And we trust his plan, have his goals, have his desires and his plans for our life as our plans. The more we fall in love with the Lord Jesus Christ, the more our heart becomes his heart. The more his goals become our goals, the more his desires become our desires. And it is such a smooth process, ladies and gentlemen. It's not something that's hard. It's not something that's difficult. It really isn't. And so I, I'll just use me for an example. I have this career desire that I want to retire as a executive director of a counseling center. Or I want to retire as a faculty department chair for psychology, of course, because, you know, the girl's a psychologist. And so I was working that plan and I had um, made it to the second round of interviews for one as an executive director um, for a counseling center and a wellness position. They're making it one department. And there was another one that was for an assistant um, director of a counseling center. And I just felt in my heart that the Lord was telling me, just be still. Just be still. I've got a lot going on emotionally, trying to get through my valley of tears. But I was like, Lord, no, I got this. You blessed me. I did well in those interviews, even after my father had died. And, and I want to, you know, push for these positions. And it was just at 3.30 in the morning the other day. And I just, I woke up and I sent an email to the executive, to their director for the position, for the assistant director, because the second position, second round was starting Friday and it was going to conclude Tuesday. And I just told her, I said, I'm sorry, I can't. And can I just tell you guys how much peace I have? And I'll be pulling out of the other one as well. And Lord, you know what? I just thank you. I know you have a plan for me. And that's the plan that I want. That's the plan that I desire. And it's right now here in West Texas. And you're going to get the glory out of all of it. 
And I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen and brothers and sisters, the moment that you stop fighting God and let him be the true Lord and father of your life. And I'm not telling you that we're still not going to have hard times. I'm not going to tell you that we're not going to have struggles because we are. I just find it for me personally that it is easier when you're not kicking against the bricks. It's easier when you are not trying to live your life and have God co-sign. It's easier when you just surrender and say, Daddy God, you're leading and I'm following. Daddy God, I don't understand, but I know that your plans are good for me. They're not ever going to be of evil and you have an expected end for me. And I trust you and I don't have to see the road. I don't have to see the blueprint. I'm walking by faith because I know you're never going to let me fall. I know you're never going to let me be overcome and dismayed and perplexed. You're never going to do that. And so my heart and my soul and my will and my mind and my timing, Daddy God, are yours fully wholeheartedly, intentionally relinquished to you until my last breath. And I don't take it back. And I don't take it back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because of you that I live and move and have my being as it is written. Hallelujah. 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 Because my life is not my own. It is yours. Hallelujah. And you know what you've ordained for it. You know the purpose of it. Hallelujah. You know every step. Hallelujah. That you have written for me. And that is what I choose to follow. That is how I choose to live my life. Hallelujah. As your obedient sheep. No, I'm not going to do it in perfection. Because I'm always going to fall short, scripture says. And my heart is repentant. And my heart, hallelujah, confesses and praises and worships you and turns to you, hallelujah, Father God, and only you, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, that is what we all need to get to and continue to, to, to strive for, hallelujah, until our last breath on this earth, glory to God, for your glory, Daddy God, for your glory, and to reveal the kingdom of heaven, hallelujah, here on earth as well as the not yet. Thank you, Father. I love you. I praise you. I worship you. I honor you. I magnify you. I lift you up. Hallelujah. With all my heart and my soul, I love you. Glory to God. And the next <clears throat> devotional from Grace for each moment for today, January 16th reads... Life is an open door. And the scripture reads, See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. King James says that no man can shut. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. 
For some people, life is an uninteresting day after another in a meaningless existence. That's so sad. But it doesn't have to be this way. Jesus has given you the promise of an abundant life. John 10.10. Yes, he has. An ordinary dull life can be transformed by the power of the living Christ through his Holy Spirit. Through the wonder of God's grace, sadness turns into joy, defeat into victory, fear disappears, hate changes to love and despair to hope. The moment you accept Jesus into your life as Redeemer and Savior, you enter the door of redemption into a new world of vibrant, abundant life. And this closing prayer reads, Lord Jesus, the open door of your grace leads me into a life full of hope and happiness. Thank you for putting a purpose in my days. In Jesus' name, amen. And the next four that I'm going to read, they're all my Sarah Youngs. Um, I got the other two that I was missing. So I have uh, Dear Jesus, the new, this is one of my new ones. The newest of the new ones is Jesus Lives. And then I have Jesus Calling and Jesus Always. And they'll be in that order. Amen. Thank you, Daddy God. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Mm the tears I love you in a world of unrelenting change I am the one who never changes I am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end find in me the stability for which you have yearned dear Jesus sometimes my head spins with all the changes going on in the world around me the more I focus on them, the more unsteady I feel. I long for stability, for permanence of some sort, but the world provides only ever-changing rates of change. So I look to you to provide what this world cannot. And don't look to the world for anything. If you are a follower and a believer and a in the Lord Jesus Christ and a child of the Most High God, the world is not your target area it is not your place for direction for answers for strength for peace for none of that because the world doesn't have it you have to go to jesus you have to go to the son of man you have to study the word of god you have to have a devotional life you have to have a lifestyle of prayer amen hallelujah and here's what jesus says beloved your yearning for permanence is good because it is a longing for eternal, invisible reality. The reality is primarily about me, and I draw near in response to your seeking heart. I am able to give you a firm place to stand, setting your foot on a rock. You may wonder where such a place can be found. It also is invisible. I am your rock, your fortress, your stronghold. Take refuge in me and you will find me sufficient. I know that's right, Daddy God. Hallelujah. And the scriptures read, He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Sorry, y'all. I tried to hold it. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Revelation chapter 21, verse 6. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 17. He lifted me up out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my foot on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Psalm chapter 40, verse 2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm chapter 18, verse 2. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And this is my Jesus Lives. And it's a topical devotional. So she has a subject matter every day different. And it's it's really a good one. I like it. And today's devotional topic is entitled Worship. Worship. I am the firm foundation on which you can dance and sing praises and continually celebrate my presence just as long just as you long to. Most of the time, however, you feel earthbound and weighed down. Worshiping me requires the engagement of your entire being, something you delight in and yet somehow resist. If you want to learn how to celebrate me more consistently, more abundantly, begin by lingering in my peaceful presence. Yes, Lord Jesus. As you relax in my everlasting arms, sense how safe and secure you are. I am indeed the solid rock foundation on which you can live exuberantly. Dancing, singing, and praising are ways you can express your delight in me. My very presence radiates joy in vast, unmeasured fullness. When you praise me, your joy increases, as does your awareness of my holy presence. Your body may or may not be mightily engaged in this endeavor, but I see into your heart. That is where the ultimate celebration of my presence takes place. And the scriptures read, The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. Deuteronomy chapter 33 Verse 27, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. 
for the Lord does not see as man sees for the Lord looks at the for the for man looks at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart you know that's why old mothers of the church used to say baby you can fool people but you can never fool God and that's absolutely right and here's the scripture why first Samuel chapter 16 verse 7 he says for the Lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance God doesn't care about your outward appearance that's not where he knows the importance of who you are is located he says but the Lord looks at the heart the heart of you and I is key what is the condition of your heart that's a question let the Holy Ghost reveal that to you what is the condition of your heart first Samuel 16 verse 7 because if you try to dress the outside up you can fool the world but the father who looks internally at you he knows your heart and my heart so you might as well come clean and let him ultimately sanctify and purify and wash and creating you a clean heart and renew within you a right spirit amen Hallelujah. All right. This is my Jesus calling, enjoying peace in his presence. And for January 16th, <clears throat> it reads, come to me and rest in my loving presence. You know that this day will bring difficulties and you are trying to think your way through those trials. As you anticipate what is ahead of you, you forget that I am with you now and always. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are. And no, I don't forget. Rehearsing your troubles results in experiencing them many times, whereas you are meant to go through them only when they actually occur. Do not multiply your suffering in this way. Instead, come to me and relax in my peace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I will strengthen you and prepare you for this day, transforming your fear into confident trust. Amen, somebody. And the scriptures read, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. Thank you, Daddy God. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Did you hear that? Joshua chapter 1 verses 5 and 9. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. I, was, I know that, I trust it, and I receive it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. 
Mm-hmm. Amen. This is my Jesus always embracing joy in his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. January 16th. When things are not going your way, refuse to get flustered. Stop what you're doing and take some deep breaths. Seek my face. Spend a few moments enjoying my presence. Tell me about the matters you are frustrating that are frustrating you. He already knows anyway. He wants us to come and talk to him. Be truthful and transparent. He is not a man. He is not going to judge you like man. He's not going to condemn you like a man. He's not going to judge you like a man. Our daddy God, excuse me, our daddy God is loving. He's patient. He's kind. He's long-suffering. Yes, he's just. And he will give just justice. But that is not how he deals with his children when we come to him. When we seek him, he's a loving father. He's a doting father. He's an attentive father. Okay? So come and talk to him. He says, tell me about the matters that are frustrating you. Not just frustrating. Talk to him about anything. When you feel empty, when you feel frustrated, when you feel annoyed, when you feel angry with him. Talk to him. Don't run. That's the time when we need to run to him. Hallelujah. I will help you see things from my perspective and sort out what is really important. Moreover, I will open up the way before you as you press on in trusting dependence, remaining in communication with me. Your desire to feel in control is often the culprit behind your frustration. You plan your day and expect others to behave in ways that expedite your plans. When that doesn't happen, you face a choice to resent the situation or to trust me. Yes, Lord Jesus, remember that I am in control and my ways are higher than your ways as the heavens are higher than the earth. Instead of getting agitated about setbacks of your schedule, I'm sorry, <coughs> excuse me, instead of, <coughs> excuse me, instead of getting agitated about setbacks of your schedule, use them as reminders. I am your savior, God, and you are my beloved follower. Relax in my sovereign control, trusting in my unfailing love. And the scriptures read, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. Psalm 13, verse 5. Why are you so cast down, O my soul? Why so, dis why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Psalm 43, verse 5. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yes, Daddy God. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, my face, your face, Lord, I will seek. 
I know that's right. That's one of my favorites. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Psalm 27, verse 8. Glory to God. Glory to God. And my last two that I will be wrapping up with my live devotional time. And this is from my daily spiritual refreshment. And blessing others. Blessing others. And the scripture reads, we work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 12. God gave Paul many blessings and the apostle passed them on, even if the recipients didn't seem to really deserve them. Those who cursed him, and there were no doubt many, did not receive a cursing in return. Instead, Paul tried to bless them. Do we follow the apostle's example? When we are cursed by the words of others, what is our response? It should be loving kindness because he said, don't repay evil with evil. And Father, I'm just truthful. Some days I do that well, and some days I fall short and I am in tears in repentance. So I need your help with that for sure. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And this is a daily light for women devotional reading, but it's for everyone. Um, it says devotional scripture readings. Amen. And um, January 16th, it reads, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And the devotion reads, The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Yes, Lord Jesus. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. And from his fullness, we have all received. I know that's right. And the scriptures are Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. John chapter 3, verse 35. Second, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 2. Verses 9 through 11, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, 
Romans chapter 14, verse 9, Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, John chapter 1, verse 16. Hallelujah. Thank you, Daddy God, for this time. I pray that some of these devotionals and the words that you spoke of encouragement and even of challenge, Father God, will help us draw us closer to you and to live as children of the Most High. Have a great Saturday. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. Jesus loves you. Until next time, this is Dr. E. God bless you. Bye-bye.